2: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No processor by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present The Ave Maria Hour.
4: Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour.
3: Star of the Sea. My name is Juan Perez. I am a Franciscan superior at the convent of La Ravida in Spain. I'm going to tell of a man who traveled to greatness... It is a treacherous road, guarded by twin monsters called fear and discouragement. No man can travel that road to greatness alone. The story I wish to tell began late one terrible winter night. I was in my quarters at La Ravida, and there was a knock. I opened the door. Please, Father, I beg of you. My son is hungry and cold. He needs your help. Come in, man. Come in. You look in need of help yourself. No, no. It's not I, but the boy. Well, come in now. Let me shut the door. Uh, there. Antonio. Oh, what is that man? Antonio.
2: You call Father Perez? Oh, who is this man?
3: What does he want? Antonio, put this child to bed and take this man to the kitchen for something hot. I'll answer your questions later. Uh, uh,
2: come this way, man. And mind your wet seat. The floor's been cleaned. Father. Father Pires. Yes? Quickly.
3: We must send for the authorities. What's wrong, Antonio?
2: Not so loud beggar. He is a thief or a murderer. Nonsense. Look, look at this coat in which he carried the child. It belongs to a naval captain. Someone gave
3: it to the man, Antonio, a cast off.
2: Uh, No, but wait. See, in this pocket, official naval papers. Uh How would a naval captain give them to a beggar? That is strange. And did you see the beggar's face? It's dark and scowling. The face of a thief, perhaps a A murderer. Certainly the face of a man who suffered. But can't you see, Father, this man is no beggar? Why, why, back there, he ordered me to do his bidding. He is arrogant and surly.
3: Come in. Oh, uh, are you feeling better now, sir?
2: Much better, Father,
3: thank you. If I could leave my boy in your care, I'll return for him later. But you shouldn't leave in this cold. There are matters I must attend to, Father. You must stay here the night where it is warm. Thank you, no, Father. I'll need my coat.
2: No, it's not
3: his. What ails this man?
2: I I tell you what ails me. This coat is not yours.
3: It is mine. You
2: dare claim to be a naval captain? I was. A naval captain (laughs) in rags, begging food, leagues from the sea. That's
3: enough, Antonio. But, Father... You may leave, Antonio.
2: Very well. But I will not be far if you need me.
3: His doubt is understandable, Father. Sit down, my friend. Now tell me, what's your name? Columbus, father. Christopher Columbus. You are not Spanish. Italian, from Genoa. But a naval captain reduced to begging? You need help, my friend. Help? There's only one man in all Spain who could help me. And he refused. Who is that man? Your king, Ferdinand. What is this thing you seek? What help is it you need? You'd call me a madman if I told you. Like all the others? Tell me. You'll only laugh. I beg you. Try me and see if I laugh. They all laughed. The first time was on a journey I took before I was 20 years old. An Italian ship sailing for Valencia with a full cargo. One night,
5: I was at the wheel.
3: I saw the captain coming
2: forward, Pilots! Are you there?
3: Pilots! What's wrong, Captain? You young fool! You're way off course! This is the course you ordered, Captain, to Valencia. I gave orders to stay close to the shoreline. Oh, that's the long way, Captain. This way, over the deep water, we go straight to port. Straight to destruction, you mean? How do you know what's out there? Only a fool sails uncharted waters. Well, some men must go first to chart
2: them. And to turn the ship before you skid us off the end of the world. Change course, I say. There
3: is no edge of the world, Captain. Oh, what's that? That's only the superstition of old sailors.
2: Oh, you know more than your captain, do you? Bring the ship about. Captain,
3: I know of these things because I've read of them. The world is round. Yeah, what fool says that? That's the claim of all cosmographers. Of cosmographers. Who are they? Men who have studied the surface of the world. Uh, Men who write in books
2: and never face the sea. They're fools. And you're a fool. Now I command you again. Bring the ship about.
3: Yes, Captain. If you disobey orders, I'll have you flogged and put in chains. I've heard the other men talk of you. They laugh at what they don't understand. They call you the madman. At sea, you read and hurt your eyes. (laughs) In port, you study, go to church. What kind of a sailor are you, Columbus? One who means to pilot his own ship. Mm-hmm. And I pity the owner whose ship you sail. If I'm right, the owner will gain wealth in time saved and new markets for his goods. Mm-hmm. Only a king could afford such a risk. Then perhaps I will speak to a king. <laughs> Columbus, you are a madman. <laughs> father. They laughed and they called me a madman. Do you really believe the world to be round to Columbus? I am willing to risk my life to prove it. I might have given up, but for the encouragement of my brother, Bartholomew. He had become a designer of marine charts at Lisbon in Portugal. Whenever I made port, I went to see him. in.
1: Chris, come in, come in. I didn't expect you for days.
3: I came by the short route, Bartholomew, straight to port.
1: You've been warned about that, Chris. Was the captain angry? He ordered it. Who is this marvel who doesn't hug the coastline up here, the open sea?
3: Where are your eyes, ma'am? Don't you see anything different? Different? No,
1: I... Your uniform.
3: <laughs> captain of my own ship at last.
5: Chris, how wonderful! Tell me, what journey
1: will you take first?
5: East to the Indies, a long
1: journey over the eastward route.
3: Oh, I know what you're thinking. Try it, Chris. We waited so long to prove it. Westward to the Indies, and not east, and in less time, you know that. I wanted to try it, Bartholomew, but the owners refused. Can't they see the time and money it would save them?
1: They see only risk.
5: Only a king could afford such a venture. And
1: a king it may soon be.
5: I've made friends with court. Trust me, Chris. When you return, you will see the That was a long journey to be, far. But
3: when I returned, Bartholomew had arranged the audience. You saw the Portuguese king. Yes. But he too called me a man And then you came to Ferdinand in Spain.
5: Not for seven years.
3: It was difficult to arrange. But one day. One day when I returned home from a long voyage. Chris! Good news
1: at last. An audience with Ferdinand the Spain.
5: When, When
1: do I see the king? We've got to be prepared. In right? what
5: way? Well, King Ferdinand is, well, not the most enthusiastic man in the world.
1: It won't be easy. There are formalities. Your wardrobe. Wardrobe?
3: What's wrong with my uniform? Well, since we have no money to spare, it will have to do. It. it certainly will. I'm a sailor, not a palace popinjay.
5: Come forward, Captain. You wish to prove,
3: what was it? Oh yes, that the world is round. I do, sir. Whatever for? For well, the advantages are many. Advantages for who, Captain? For Spain, for the King of Spain, and for the world. What how? The long journey east to the Indies is a long way round, sir. I want the chance to prove it. I believe the riches of the Indies can be brought to Spain by the westward route in shorter time, at less expense.
2: (laughs) Do I understand rightly, Captain? You would go west to retreat.
3: Well, how can that be? Because the world is round, sire. (laughs) Uh, Yes, 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 you said that. But I am not a merchant. Why come to me with this? There are many unexplored lands to the west, sire, which I shall claim in your name. Out of the question, captain. This kingdom is poor. All I can raise goes into my armies to drive out the moors. My explorations will bring you all the money you need, sire. And they may not. You want me to use money that
2: I need now in a foolish gamble because you think the world is round? No, no. No, absolutely not. Why must these madmen come to me with their wild schemes? Why? What
5: fools
3: they are! Courage, Chris. What has the world come to, Bartholomew, when men fear to try what is new and laugh about things they know nothing of? Nothing good comes easily, Chris. You know that. It's only
1: to the courage of men who face the unknown that man takes a step forward. Keep trying. You'll find help someplace. Yes. There are other kings... Yes, there's Charles of France, Henry of England. We'll try them. We'll try them all at
3: once. And they all laughed, Father Perez. I tried them all. Then you gave up your attempts, Columbus. (laughs) Does a fool give up so easily, Father? No. I heard Ferdinand of Spain was at Granada with his troops. I thought... I thought if I could get him away from his palace followers, I could convince him. The king was in battle dress
5: and very busy.
2: Oh, come forward, Captain. Come forward. You're not one of my soldiers, are you? Come.
3: Uh, No, sir. I had hoped you'd remember me. I wish to interest you in foreign Explorations?
2: Explorations? Now, with my army's camp before Granada, this is the last battle. Win this, and Spain is mine again. Now, for the last time, I have no interest in your
5: wild scheme. You?
3: That is my story, Father. That's why you see me as I am in rags, unable to care for my son. Be patient, Columbus. Go back to sea. I can't. Then you have given up your quest. No, no, but I've done as much as any man can do. No one will help me. When you are as old as I am, Captain, you may find, as I have, that no one ever exhausts all sources of help. Help can come from the poorest of men, as well as a king. Not for my needs. Only time will tell. But look, (laughs) it's growing light. We've talked all night. Now you'd better get some sleep. When you wake, I may have some news for you.
0: This, uh, Captain Columbus, I've heard of him, Father Perez, and of his wild schemes. What makes you so sure they're worthwhile?
3: I see in Columbus a man who looks far beyond the horizon with the strength to achieve everything he believes in, if given the chance.
0: Uh Aha. But no one will risk a fortune on such an impossible mission. He's tried everyone.
3: And yet his convictions are unshaken. He is near the breaking point, yes, but only through discouragement, not doubt. Keep your eyes on the man who suffers ridicule for a goal... A man whose convictions remain strong despite ridicule carries within him both truth and genius.
0: I don't trust his convictions, but I do your judgment, Father. But why do you come to me?
3: Who better than Isabella, Queen of Spain, can influence the king?
0: Perhaps. No, but all my energies and the king's are invested in driving out the moors. I can divert neither time nor money until... Spain again is returned to the Christian rule.
3: But consider, my queen, your armies have almost completed their work. Another few weeks and Spain will be Christian.
0: But what if Columbus is wrong and does not reach the Indies?
3: There may be other lands to the west. Columbus will claim them for Spain.
0: Yes, Yes, I favor the plan, but I fear the king's enthusiasm will not match my own.
3: Tell him this journey may bring Spain untold wealth. New lands, gold, new markets, more materials for Spanish markets.
0: You're right, father. That will interest him. But Columbus must appear before the king. I'll arrange it immediately. Oh, one
3: thing, your highness. Twice before, Columbus appeared and his uniform brought him ridicule. Now he has not even the uniform. Only red. He
0: shall have the finest wardrobe in the king's court.
3: Paris, how can I thank you, these clothes, and another audience? The Queen arranged them, Columbus. How did you reach her, Father? For many years, I've been confessor to the Queen. Now, remember your instructions and keep your faith. They're ready for you. Go in. Wait for me, Father. Ah, Columbus, come forward. Your Majesty, Your Highness. Uh, the Queen has convinced me that there is uh, value to your scheme. Now tell us, what provisions would you require? For such a trip, sire, it would be best to have three ships armed in the event of trouble.
2: Oh, uh, uh, three ships armed? Uh, but, uh, that means many men.
3: More than a hundred, sire.
2: And these must be equipped and fed for months, perhaps years, Columbus... No, no. The the cost will be great.
3: Well, that is why only a king can afford such a venture.
2: (sighs) Dear, dear, my treasury
0: is empty. The Moorish campaign—I'm sorry. But,
3: sire, you'll receive more in return, much more. Have the money. One
0: moment, your Majesty. I foresaw this problem, but I've sent for someone who may solve it for us. Attendant, you will ask Luis de Santangle to join us. Luis de Santangle,
2: receiver of church funds in Aragon?
0: Yes, Ferdinand. He is treasurer and administrator of church money. I believe he can be persuaded to lend the means of spreading Christianity to new lands.
3: And so the fruitless years were over. He was now appointed admiral and he selected three ships for the journey. On the 3rd of August in the year 1492, all preparations had been completed. I arrived at Palos to watch the departure. So too did a crowd of scoffers who believed the sailors mad to take such a perilous journey. Father Perez, it was good of you to come. Well, I hardly expected such a crowd, Admiral Columbus. I wish they had not come, Father. Their laughter and fears are upsetting the crew. Chris! Chris! One moment, Father. What's wrong, Bartholomew? Chris, they've caught one of the men deserting. They've brought him back to the ship. I expected that. What shall we do about him? Well, lock him up till we sail. I'd rather not take him, but if we let him go now, others might follow his lead. right. And Bartholomew. Yes, Chris. Gather as many as the crew who who wish to receive the blessings of Father Parrott. They all wish it. They've already spoken to me. All of them? Well... There is one advantage to fear. It sharpens a man's sense of values. Some of these rogues haven't seen a church since childhood. Very well, Bartholomew. gather Carry the man. The full complement of the three ships gathered on the wharf. Those who came to laugh and jeer grew silent. And I blessed these men who were to take the long, dark journey into the unknown waters of the West. As the ships cleared the harbor, the faces of the men were tight and set. What happened on that journey I did not learn till long after when Admiral Columbus read me the log of his journey. August 10th ships landed briefly at the Canary Islands, sailing conditions favorable. One more attempt at desertion by common seamen. We leave the Canary Islands in the knowledge that the next land we touch, if land exists in these waters, will have never before been seen. The 40th day at sea. No land sighted for 33 days. The crew is grumbling. The 65th day at sea. The longest journey yet made. For two weeks past, I've been keeping two logs. The correct one, I keep secret. The other one, I show the crew to calm their fears. It tells them we have made little progress if they knew how deep we are in unknown waters. I believe their fears would lead them to mutiny. October 11th, 69th day at sea. Crew near breaking point. Food low. By my calculations, we should have sighted land weeks ago. My God, do not abandon us. Guide me and strengthen me in fulfilling your designs.
1: you, Chris. so dark on this bridge. Chris,
4: the
1: crew. You notice how they gather together down there?
3: They won't be held much longer, Bartholomew. They're mad with fear. Admiral. Admiral. Vincente, what's wrong? The crew has gathered in the focus. Hall. I tried to talk to them, but they're surly. Some of them are armed. What shall we do? I brought you guns, Admiral. Admiral. Thanks, Vincente. But these won't do much good. Wait. What's that? What? There. There. See There, there, to starboard. See it. A light. It's like a star on the horizon. I see nothing but. Quiet.
5: Listen. The
3: watch has seen it, too. Keep your eyes on it. It may be land. a half
2: hour.
3: All eyes aboard ship watched the light. A flickering speck in the darkness. Dawn came with maddening slowness. Then as the pitch blackness of night melted away, at two o'clock in the morning, October 12th, now forgotten threw themselves into the small boats, and with their admiral, Christopher Columbus, leading the way, pulled with vigorous strokes toward a gentle, sandy beach of a new land, a new world. Quickly, they waded ashore, and then, as the morning sun rose out of the darkened ocean on that October morning... Grateful, sobbing men fell on their knees on the shore of America. Oh, my God, we thank you. And we thank you, Mary, Star of the Sea, for your guidance.